The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here the rough house where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people yeah right eight whole hours worth eight hours worth yeah no, not really uh that's, hi. Uh, that's two and uh two-thirds end games that's one wrestlemania who <laughs> <laughs> knew yeah hi everybody hey welcome hi hi rough house podcast i'm marty i'm christoph welcome yeah. appreciate listening uh hey make sure you subscribe and rate mm-hmm. and review and uh mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff and check out the patreon we're going to be doing a a big nerdy episode uh that'll be up on there later talking end game and game of thrones and game of thrones yes end, end game of thrones stark talk coming yes. at you <laughs> it's the stark expo coming to the patreon <laughs> yeah exactly uh, real real soon so but yeah this is a wrestling podcast and there's yes. uh there's still stuff happening in the world of wrestling in this post wrestlemania season uh we got the build to double or nothing coming up with aew we're just about under a month away from that we yeah. uh, had impact have a big pay-per-view last night as we're recording this on monday april 29th mm-hmm. and um some talent changes and broken legs and all kinds of stuff happened this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not the, these typical rough house episodes that we've had as of late, where we look at what's gone on over the past week and we just go, Jesus Christ, what are, what can we cover? Uh, instead of this, we get to dive a little bit deeper and, and sort of uh, break into what's going on because right now, as one would expect after WrestleMania season, the WWE is deep in the thick of uh, rebuilding. The superstar shakeup has happened. They shook it up. They shook it up a few more times. Like it's a game of boggle. Just found a, <laughs> a, a few more names to move around. I, Chris, I don't know if you know this, but the B team are apparently on SmackDown now. They just okay. pop, right. pass them over. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time I saw them on either show. So I couldn't even have told you which show they were on before that. Right, right. Uh, but bloop, they just got bounced right over to there, and cool. uh, that's where we're at. But we started to see uh, how things would work out on the Raw and SmackDown side. And I got to be honest, I, brace yourselves, OG538, <clears throat> I liked Raw. Wow, that's uh, not something I expected anybody to say in 2019, the year of our Lord. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I enjoyed Raw. Look, I can nitpick stuff. We all can nitpick stuff. Yeah, that's what we do. But it was an easy to watch show with a simple build. Two three-way dances, right. winners go against each other, and all of a sudden we have ourselves a new number one contender for the Universal title, and we're getting AJ Styles against Seth Rollins for the belt and Money in the Bank. That's awesome. Yeah, granted, we still had a 20-minute opening segment with an unnecessary Triple H promo and a promo train, uh, but we got there. Yes, you yes, know? we did get there. <laughs> we got Look, there. It, it, they, they, have, they have a Microsoft Word template, <laughs> and the, th- the thing at the top says promo train featuring, and you just have to fill in the blanks as to who's going to be in that bad boy. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, and it's, the thing is, it's unnecessary. You oh, know, absolutely. Especially in the case of last Monday's Raw, where right out of the gate, as soon as he says, welcome to Monday Night Raw, Michael Cole lays out exactly what's going to happen. In right. very clear uh, words in under 30 seconds. And then we get 20 minutes later, we're just retold the same information with a bunch of extra words from everybody, uh, you know, getting their shit in on their entrances. Like it was just unnecessary. Here's part. Here's here's my issue with it. You everybody's complaining that they don't have time, you know, to to show their wares and and Mm -hmm. you don't have time to highlight everybody on a three hour show. You fucking would if you cut out half the bullshit. <laughs> There's uh, no need for that. Rollins could come out for f- five minutes, tops, panner to the hometown crowd, and say, I'm going to sit right there and watch three these three dudes fight to see who's going to fight to fight me. Boom, done. Match. Exactly. That's all you need. That's all you would need. And the thing that I think frustrates me a, a little bit more about, like I said, nitpicky, but it basically makes Seth Rollins in kayfabe a complete idiot <laughs> because we know yeah based on other segments on the show there are tvs backstage that they all stand at a weird angle to watch from right and seth apparently didn't look at it at all before he walked out well he i mean michael it. cole was saying it right as he was about to walk out maybe i don't know i don't know Oh, you it, think that, that they have no audio? In Gorilla? Yeah, no. Yeah, just, just on the headsets. Just on only, the headsets. Only Vince could okay. hear Okay. You know what? That's a kayfabe explanation I would buy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's it still wound up with us having a really fun uh, AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio Jr., Samoa Joe match. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, AJ and Joe have a great history of three ways. And I dare say Ray is a step up from Chris Daniels in that mix. Uh, <laughs> granted, on the other side of that, and it probably explains why ratings this week tanked, you had a match that Baron Corbin won, and you had a main event with Baron Corbin in it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's. I mean, okay, so I get booking decision-wise, it makes a bit of sense, because it was Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and The Miz. Miz yeah. babyface now, so you don't want baby versus baby and AJ versus Miz. Drew McIntyre right. uh, allegedly, we keep saying, is going to get this crazy push. Don't know when the fuck it's going to happen, but they keep saying it's going <laughs> to happen. So they're protecting him from a pinfall, even though he basically secures the win with that amazing looking Claymore kick that knocked yeah. the Miz's head into the 25th fucking row. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, Friday's waiter, Baron Corbin, comes in. Why is he still dressing like that, by the way? Uh, um 
yeah he exactly likes the way it looks yeah exactly there's no he, fucking reason he, why he went to men's warehouse and he turned out he liked the way he looked that's why well, he, he the guy guaranteed it so <laughs> you know. yeah and and you know you dress for the job you want not the one you have <laughs> okay all right <laughs> well there's Let's a see couple... how many shitty turns of phrase i could use to try there's, there's to a, explain there's this. a couple openings backstage that maybe baron could uh you know stay out of the ring and, and fulfill you know as long as he can tweet some kind of re religious quote of what he's praying for that day he could get a job backstage sure. or something um sure. so you know i understand why they went with baron there uh kinda but there's also mm -hmm. the option of not having baron corbin in that match <laughs> that yeah also could have made yeah. a lot more sense um so you know there's that but aj aj rollins is is where we where we end up going into money in the bank and that is a main event worthy match that i'm very much looking forward to yeah i, I i'm right there with you uh you have two guys who on their respective brands were the man with Seth on Raw, AJ on SmackDown. Now it's time to see if AJ can be the face to run another place, basically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, and and I think that is a, a great simple setup just to see these two guys who are on the top of their game go against each other for the biggest prize in the land. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. Booking 101. And hell, biggest title in the universe. It, it, literally, the <laughs> largest title yeah. in the universe. Yeah. I'm I, right there for it. I, I'm I, I like it. I like it a lot. And I'm going to say this. I actually kind of like Becky Lynch having to defend both belts. Yeah. At the pay-per-view. We were wondering how it was going to play out when she became Becky two belts and, and won both championships at WrestleMania. Um, so, yeah, she's going to be defending both. She'll be defending the Raw women's title against Lacey Evans. Mm -hmm. And I assume that will be first. I don't know. Uh, but then on the SmackDown side, she'll be facing Charlotte on the, in the same night defending that title. So yes. you got to imagine uh, just in my mind, my mind's eye, uh, booking mm -hmm. here, uh, that she's losing one of those titles that night. Yes. And, um, and if I have my druthers on it mm -hmm. and, and God knows WWE never books the way I would book. Sure. Uh, I, I know all the time Justin used to say, they listen, uh, they sure shit. Don't listen to me. They uh, hear you. They, they hear listen. me. They don't listen. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's why Justin's where he is. And. I'm where I am. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lovely basement, Marty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I would say have Charlotte beat Becky. Yes. And then keep them apart until Mania next year. Exactly my thoughts. And, you know, this this feud with Lacey, I'm actually enjoying the, the back and forth between Lacey mm -hmm. Evans and Becky Lynch right now. I think she's a good foil. Lacey is a good foil um, to Becky on Raw. And I think that, you know, having becky win that match maybe continue the feud another month or two maybe blow it off at SummerSlam or something like that is is a good way to go and charlotte in winning the smackdown women's championship for the whatever amount of time it'll be she's probably up to like eight or nine at this point right um you know we'll give uh her a chance to like you said be separate from becky on smackdown and also have a fresh crop mostly of new um uh competitors to challenge for her you know, you, you've got Ember Moon over there now. You've got, mm -hmm. uh, that's really the main one that popped into my head. Who Bailey. Else? Oh, yeah, Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a good, the qualifying match. Yeah. Uh, was really good. So, yeah, there, there's there's more opportunity there. There's a lot of women 
the, the women definitely are imbalanced. I feel right now. SmackDown definitely has a, a lot of great talent. Women. Yeah. Yeah. Raw. The most exciting thing they could figure out to do was throw Becky in with uh, Alicia, Alicia Fox. Fox. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Alicia Fox, who, by the way, still. still employed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Always gone. But Foxy's yeah. still there. Yep. Yep. Okay. Weird how that works. Sure. Anyway, uh, also on Raw, uh, we saw the debut of a brand new angle that on paper sounds like the worst thing possible, but in execution, <laughs> goddamn, is it great? I'm sure uh, you find folks listening have seen it by now. If you hadn't, it was trending on YouTube which tells me that it actually hit a, a certain threshold of non-WWE fan interest. Right. We finally got the payoff of the weird buzzer puppet. We finally got the payoff of the weird witch puppet as Bray Wyatt returned on WWE television as the host of the Firefly Funhouse. It's basically Pee-wee's Playhouse or Mr. Rogers, but with yeah. Bray Wyatt as the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Cape Fear meets uh, meets Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt uh, is such an interesting and engaging performer um, that yes. I think if you give this material to anybody else, oh, it falls it, flat it on would its face. It would suck shit so one. hard. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but Bray, you know, got himself in crazy good shape. Yeah, uh, tightened up the beard, you know, put on a red sweater, very Mr. Rogers esque, um, and is out there, you know, with the chainsaw, <laughs> just just chopping in half a uh, an image of himself. Um, it's so bizarre, you know. It's one of those things like <clears throat> if you had a friend who's never watched wrestling watching Raw on Monday with you, and you had to explain what the fuck was going on, you'd just be like. It's pro wrestling. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 it's the closest in content that it feels like the WWE's gotten to, and I'm gonna use that hallowed phrase: the Attitude Era. And the Attitude Era was filled with strange segments, whether it was GTV yeah. or um, the Val Venus videos, and all these different things where it felt like a variety show, and not yeah. the way that WWE wants it to be. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the way that we're used to it now, where it's dumbass backstage sketches, or uh, you know, jokes about Hornswoggle, or wrestlers court, or whatever other dumb shit they've done backstage, this felt very well produced, but also really kind of disarming and strange. Like yeah. I don't know who who suggested this. I don't know who promoted it. I don't know how it got past Vince. Like it, it, it feels so unlike anything else that they've done on WWE, excuse me, WWE television in a yeah. long, long time that uh, I was like, just stunned by it. And in a good way. Yeah. It, it definitely caught us. I mean, we knew something weird was happening in, right, in, with the right. and everything, but the uh, nobody would have expected the way it was presented. And it was, it was very interesting and very new and, and, you know, it's something that I want to, you know, tune in tonight and see how they continue it. Um, yeah. And I hope they, you know, continue it and get to something quick. Don't don't run like fucking three months of these things before you get them out there in the ring, you know. Right. Do do something a little bit sooner. Don't uh, don't wait until we lose till it loses its charm and we're like sick of it. Uh, which happens quickly these days. And I will admit I'm uh, part of that as well, but yeah. attention spans, you know, sure. Uh, sure. 
the question is though, and and you know, you you just sort of got to it. How do you parlay that in ring? Uh, like it's it's a great idea in a bubble. Mm-hmm. How do you have this character go from pre-produced disturbing sketches that you know felt like a I don't know if you ever remember the MTV show Wonder Showsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it very much had that vibe. Yeah. How do you get that to work for a live Monday Night Raw audience? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get paid to figure that out. Um, yeah, if, if I did get paid to do it, uh, I'd put some time and effort into it. But I'm on a podcast in my one bedroom apartment kitchen on a Monday night, so <laughs> I'm not going to put that much thought into it. But you know, I I, I kind of feel like um, you know, reading on Reddit and people having different ideas of what could go on. There was uh, one thing that really caught my mind of having the the buzzard character be um, EY, Eric Young, and then the doll character be Nikki Cross. And okay. And then okay. kind of his uh, minion partner, like a, basically a new Wyatt family, but, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. different. Um, and I think having, you know, a, a male and female performer in there opens it up to a lot more possibilities for weird creepiness to happen. Um I have no idea if that's good part of the plan or could happen or would happen or not, but it was just something that kind of, you know, clicked and said, okay, I, I would be interested in watching that in the ring as opposed to just being on these pre-recorded vignettes. Right, right. The the other thing it really reminded me of was way back in the day, the Waylon Mercy character. Yeah. Waylon Mercy was a guy who, who got brought up a lot as a comparison to Bray Wyatt in general. But the thing that was always difficult about Waylon Mercy and why I don't think it ever went beyond really great promos you know that you saw on wwf superstars on a saturday morning or whatever was how do you get that to work in the context of wrestling matches against people other than jobbers like going against a jobber you know he could be the super nice guy then get super creepy super weird how do you play that off against a roman reigns how do you play that off against a seth rollins how do you play it off against you got to start with like an apollo cruz right 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 (laughs) Or, you know, a Titus O'Neil or a Heath Slater or something like that. Uh, you know, I think Heath Slater actually is a really good idea of somebody that could play off. And you know what? That's the, a great point. <laughs> you know, be the freaked out sort of guy. You know, yeah. Heath Slater's facial expressions are are outstanding. So, yeah, let's let's do that. S- send him uh, send him Heath Slater and, and see how this shit works out. But, it, it you know. It's fresh. It's interesting. It's intriguing. It's it's definitely got our attention. Um, and I think that was uh, much of the big stuff on Monday. We did have a really big turn of events on Tuesday. Yes, indeed, we did. Um, Short lived uh, Big O uh, <laughs> did what uh, Owen's going to Owens, man. Uh, okay, yeah. you know if if you are in the wrestling business, uh, kayfabe, and you trust Kevin Owens. You're a fucking douche, or not a douche, just a moron. You're a yeah, moron. You're, you're uh, not a smart man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the two week run of Big O and the New Day filling in for Biggie, as great as it was while it lasted, um, and I was super into it. I'm still super into you know Owens being Owens and and murdering Xavier Woods on the apron and uh, and super kicking Kofi Kingston into high heaven. I was I'm very much here for that. Yeah. I I I mean. You had to know you couldn't trust him sure. at a point because Kevin Owens, above anything else, wants to provide for his family. And yeah. uh, when you have championship gold and he doesn't, um, he's going to come for you. And there's no better way. And I'm sure this is what he's going to talk about on Tuesday. There's no better way 
to take out your enemy than by getting real, real close to them. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, that's what he did on Tuesday night. Uh, I I was thinking for sure we'd have this for a few more weeks, but hey, Money in Bank needs a SmackDown title match. So yeah, it, it's <laughs> true. And, on that. Yeah, I would have rather it, you know, had a little bit of legs and and then them have some more fun in the ring before it happened. But yeah, you, you need a you need a title match for Money in the Bank. My only issue is I feel like Owens isn't going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, and I he said could. this. I well, yeah. I I said this back when we were talking about predictions for Mania. Kofi doesn't need to keep the belt. No, everything's sort of been said with his win of the belt at this point. You know, it's it, when I think back in the day as, as a comparison, every time sting would get the WCW title, it just wasn't as interesting, right? You wanted to see this guy beat the odds and be that lovable underdog that does the thing that seemed impossible. All, all of Foley's runs were very oh, yeah. short as well. Yeah. And at no point can I ever point and say, oh, it was really awesome when he was the champ. It was awesome when he won it. Right. And I don't know. And 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 I love Kofi. I think Kofi is is excellent in the ring, excellent on promos. I think it's awesome that he got to, you know, reach this pinnacle in the business. But I don't know how much more there is there to do with him. I'd like to be proven wrong. Yeah. I, I'd love to say, you know, oh my God, who would have thought he'd have like the greatest reign in modern history or, or whatever. Right. But I could see them putting it right back on Owens as soon as possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm maybe I, th- I think in, in my head, they had in their minds uh, another month of Daniel Bryan feuding with, uh, with Kofi post mania after the win. And then maybe Kofi getting another concrete win over him to, to finish the feud and then maybe moving on to Owens. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Daniel Bryan has been MIA with zero word from anybody, which is very, very worrisome. Um, so I guess they just had to, to you know, fast forward to KO. So, you yeah. know, uh, it's going to be good TV uh, until we get to Money in the Bank, and I'm sure the match will be great. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting stuff, and uh, it's it's exciting. You know, there's exciting matchups happening for the first time in a while. That's always the good thing post-Superstar shakeup that we're looking mm-hmm. for. So mm-hmm. we've definitely got some of that, and it's, uh, you know, at least making me a little more interested in tuning into these shows uh, than I were than I was at certain points last year. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, two more bits from Raw I just wanted to mention just because uh, you saying great matches. Uh, Cesaro versus Cedric Alexander was awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, on paper it should yeah, be, yeah, but yeah. it's Monday Night Raw where good ideas go to die. Um, so were, were they? You know, I don't think they were in Ring of Honor at the same time. They were not. They were yeah. not. They they uh they never really got to to share the spotlight together. Um, so I, I think that was a first time match, and uh, it, it for running less than ten minutes, it certainly delivered. Yeah, I think it was like uh, seven minutes or something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Alexander looked good out there. You know, amongst the big boys, no longer part of the two hundred five crew, and yeah. of course Cesaro looked dope as always. And maybe this will be the time where someone finally goes, "Hey, we should get behind this guy." <laughs> it probably won't, That's but funny. you know, you're adorable. Uh, hey, <laughs> pro wrestling is nothing. It, it, it's nothing if not a series of long periods of pessimism met with flashes of optimism that are immediately yeah. destroyed. You just nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, um, that is fandom to a T. Yes. Chris, did you see NXT this week? I did. Uh, how great episode. Great episode. 
how shockingly good was the Street Profits War Raider, sorry, War Viking Raiders experience tag? <laughs> I will say that Angelo Dawkins has never looked as good. Uh, Monte is, Ford is a uh, 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 superstar. Yeah, if superstar in the making. I'm right there with you, though, with Dawkins. If this is what sending NXT guys to evolve for a hot cup of coffee means, yeah. just do it with everybody. Just send yeah. everybody on that loop. Because holy shit, they looked great. And and I bit for even knowing from the taping spoilers right. that that wasn't going to change. I bit on the bit in the opening where they went yeah. to the flash pin. I, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Montez Ford, though, is just otherworldly in his yeah. talent. His, yeah. his charisma is off the charts and super athletic. Uh, you know, if I'm, you know, we, we know who the Genetti is. Uh, clearly. It, Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Right. But if I'm Angelo Dawkins, I'm fucking gripping on and riding those coattails as long as my <laughs> fucking head, man. Because, you know, I, I, sm I smell gold in Street Profits future, um, especially since the uh, War Viking Raider experience uh, is headed up to or on Raw at this point. Right. Uh, they're probably going to drop those titles sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, and I so, have a feeling they're going to drop on the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Why are they a thing? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're just going to be a uh, fucking belt pillow for whoever the next tag champs yeah, are. I, I guess. Although it was what? It was Jackson Riker against Umberto Carrillo. Yes. Um, Carrillo has like the dopest ring entrance of all time. He like jumps um, from the floor through the first and second ropes and then goes through, but handspring handsprings and like flips. Up. It's the, it's the coolest, most, most athletic thing I've ever seen. I'm like, how the fuck does he do that? He's really awesome. I, I I like him a lot. He's a guy who has a lot of upside, even though I feel like he's probably going to languish in 205 for a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, they did bring him in for that tournament bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like him a lot. And they actually finally brought in Garza Jr. Those two are supposed to be in at the same time. So, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they get, uh, you know, to use the wrestling parlance, married in the near future, whether as a tag team or in a feud against each other. As long as uh, you don't have them ride down to the ring on a riding lawnmower. <laughs> We'll yes. Be okay. yes yes no <laughs> no matter what even if you see one on the grounds of full sale university don't do it guys yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah even if it's just right there and it's an easy thing to do don't just do it. it nope if anything it. send out kyle o'reilly on it just, have him. <laughs> just the air guitar while yes. riding down yes, <laughs> yes. exactly uh, uh but speaking of kyle o'reilly we had a really dope johnny gargano roddy strong non-title match yeah and it looks like there's dissension in the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I'm really torn on this. Uh, one, it's something fresh and exciting with the UE, uh, but I, I'm clinging on to my dream. Of, <laughs> and I say it almost every week of Undisputed coming up and and laying out half the roster and taking over the, uh, either Raw or SmackDown or both and just wrecking shop. Uh, yeah. My number one wrestling dream right now is for that to happen. But um, it's really it's really interesting to see, you know, uh, Cole on one side, um, Roddy on the other, and and KO and the other KO, the other other KO, and yes. and Bobby Fish kind of kind of torn in between. So um, it, it's 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 good. I like it. Um, I'm not sure what the what the end game is with that. Whether mm -hmm. Roddy leaves. The, the Undisputed Era, or if 
you know, Cole gets excommunicated and kicked out or something. I, I, I'm not sure where they're going with it, but uh, it's interesting. And the match was really good. Yeah. And it sounds like the June takeover date may be in flux or yeah. canceled entirely. There's a lot of shakeups going on with the WWE schedule. Yeah, um, you got to make room for that dirty money, baby. Exactly. Wherever or whenever they're going to put the uh, the Saudi Arabia show is bumping things around, including what was backlash is now happening later in June in Tacoma, Washington. Stomping ground. <sighs> Great balls of fire now has an opponent in the weirdest <laughs> pay-per-view name of all time. Stomping ground. To me, the, the bummer about this is this isn't the early 2000s where every pay-per-view had its own set. Because yeah. you'd know it'd be like two gigantic plastic army boots hanging by Hell the yeah. Titans drawn. In between oh, the SmackDown God, shit. So good. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the SmackDown <laughs> only stomping ground pay-per-view. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, okay, stomping ground. Th- there have been worse names. Oh, there, sure. There are better names, but, you know, it's par for the course at this point. Um, you know, I, I think that they were... I, I, did I read that they were getting re- ready to announce their Saudi show, but then the Saudi government beheaded 30-some people the other day? So well, that, you know what? That is always a sticky wicket in professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually, that's a problem in live events in general. I can't tell you how many times I've been booking a show, and it turns out the guy who runs the Black Cat in D.C. or the guy who runs the uh, Auto Bar in Baltimore, oh, they beheaded a guy. It Damn just, it, Todd. <laughs> Just, I mean, come on. I, I, you would think they could just go one week without stirring up some controversy via beheading, but put no. your centaurs away. Come yeah, on. yeah, come on. Why, why, why do we need this? And also, if you're going to do it, do it during a show, make it seem like it's part of the act. You don't oh, need to do it in between God. sets. Come you on, pop. You get a pop yeah. over there. They'd pop yeah. for it. Everybody will think it's like Guar, they'll think it's not real. It'll be fine. We need to get Guar. <laughs> That was Guar, and WWE never happened. That does feel like a natural connection. Mr. Boat there, really ECW back in the day. Yeah, ECW I, and uh, Guar would would have worked really well together. Yeah, if they had ICP, yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't have had Guar. Are you comparing I, Guar to ICP, Marty? Hang on, I'm, <laughs> I I can tie this together in a way that hopefully won't cause I hopefully won't cause veins to pop out of your forehead. They are both acts with cultish fan bases who are built around greater theatricality than necessarily their musical talent. Well, as a fan of the songs of Guar, yeah. um, I'd say that they're pretty musically talented. Fair. Okay. Fair. All right. Fair. And I will take the, the Bohabs over the Juggalos any days. Oh, no doubt. N- no doubt. <laughs> any day. Uh, but gotcha. Mouth, yeah, hey, look, fago fake blood. It it it's all weird colors, and it all comes out in the same wash. Okay. Yeah. No. Sometimes depends on which you wear. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, also in NXT news this week at yes. a house show Friday night. Yeah. Oh. Uh, referee, it was, uh, I believe Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. If I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes. You are correct. Yeah. Also. Why the fuck was that match happening on an NXT live event? Apparently Breeze is doing like NXT tour, a couple NXT yeah. loops or something like that, which is great. I hope he comes to uh to the next NXT show here in uh here yeah. at, uh, at Aberdeen Proving Grounds Arena or whatever the fuck it is up in Bel Air in a couple weeks. Um 
I fucking really hope Kushida shows up too. Anyway, <clears throat> um, referee was in that match, and I think he was dodging a super kick, um, mm-hmm. and then lost his footing, and then lost his foot. He like yeah. broke his leg. Yeah, yeah, I. It's gnarly. Yeah, he went full Sid. You never go full Sid. Well, he went yeah. full Sid. <laughs> and he didn't. And unfortunately for him, he didn't have like the the really really turgid wrestling boot uh, to just allow us to see it just kind of sway yeah. like a snake in the wind. Uh, we're live, uh, pal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the thing that I love though is there was another ref who got bumped. Yeah, Drake. Drake, yeah, got, Drake got bumped, so the guy with a legit broken leg had to cut the pants. And he did, to his credit. He oh, did. yeah. yeah. Prop, all the props in the world go to him. Show must but, go on, break a leg. But <laughs> Drake's Drake's been in death matches. That yeah. dude knows how to improvise when shit goes wrong. Yeah. You think anyway, hey, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Legs, legs broke, brother. Let me just let me handle the finish here. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, Christ. Well, kudos to whatever that guy's name is uh, for finishing the match. I definitely yeah. would not have. No. And, and no real no. slap me around for it. Uh, Fuck kayfabe at that point. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking exiting myself. Yeah, exactly. Right uh, 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 like, no, no, no. DX is later. DX is later. No, my fucking foot, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want some glow sticks? Here's some glow sticks. No, you fucking idiots. They throw up glow sticks and hit the leg. God! Uh, sorry, not saying a prayer for him. He's okay. Um, so so yeah, that was that was that was something that happened. Yeah. Uh, speaking of injuries, we've got a few injuries coming out of uh or at least one major injury coming out of last night's impact pay-per-view. Impact was back in Toronto. Rebellion. Uh, for rebellion, it actually looked like a really good show. Um, everything I've seen from it, uh, production looked good, setup looked good. Looks like they got a good sized crowd. Uh, we had some big title changes as LAX or the Impact Tag Champions once again yeah, take them away lucha. from your lucha bros. Yeah, yeah crazy. Um, uh, Phoenix, I think Santana. I don't. I, don't, I can't tell them apart. One yes. of the LAX dudes was on a ladder, which is up against the ropes. Uh, there was a table set up on the ramp, which mm-hmm. is the old, old school WCW ramp that is goes left- right to the ring. Yeah. And then Phoenix walked across the top rope and then Spanish fly from dude on the ladder into the table onto the ramp. It was fucking dope. And it looked like Phoenix landed right on top of his head. Yeah, it was real tough. <laughs> it, it was gnarly. Yeah. Uh, I, there, there are a few crazy spots in that. Like I saw uh, uh, there was a package pile driver through tables that Phoenix did a double stop off of one of uh, nice. LAX's butts. Nice. Uh, I, I don't know a better way to put that. That's what he yeah. did. He du- yeah. double stopped the ass and then that added a little more oomph to the package pile driver. Uh, <laughs> and it looks like it was a curtain call for the uh, Lucha Bro crew. Yeah. As apparently they're now going to be AEW exclusive in the States. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal for those guys. They were making a lot of money on the uh, going around cup 
company to company. Um, and again, that doesn't include uh, Mexico or uh, or England or anywhere else, but just for the states, AEW scooped them up uh, exclusively, allegedly. Well, not mm-hmm. nothing, not hundred percent on that, but uh, yeah, it'll be big. You got to imagine that um, some big stuff will happen with Double or Nothing when they face the uh, the Young Bucks for yeah. the triple uh, a uh, titles because the bucks have the titles correct yes they they won the titles and uh just kind of an interesting note uh, i was reading this earlier this week online um so raw of course is struggling in the ratings uh-huh. uh you know less than three million viewers uh on mexican television triple a which is the number two company they had uh airing in prime time whatever event that was called i forget the name of it but the main event being Lucha Bros against the Young Bucks. Over 5 million viewers for that. Damn. Yeah. In Mexico. Yeah. It wasn't on like a Friday night as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, it was broadcast television. And, sure. and it, look, you can put as many any as many uh, uh, qualifiers as you want in front of it. Because there are a lot to put out there. Um, but fact is, they drew 5 million viewers on Mexican television. That's pretty wild. That's pretty good. Yeah. And like you said, AAA is, you know, not CMLL. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's, you know, boys doing okay down there and up here. Um, also from that pay-per-view last night, we had a, uh, we had Taya defending her mm-hmm. knockouts championship against uh, Jordan Grace. Yes. Um, in a match that I could not lose either way. No, no, it was, it was all Kristoff all the time on that one. <laughs> uh, Taya retained. Uh, yes, uh, L- and it, it broke the streak for Jordan Grace, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that was her first L. So uh, that's all right. She's 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 got time. She's got yeah, time. absolutely. She's absolutely. still a uh, thick thick mama pump. Um, and then elsewhere in the knockouts division, Gail Kim had what probably will be her last match ever. Uh, yeah, uh, putting over uh, Tessa Blanchard um, in a match that probably had Justin ravaging himself if he if he was watching. I <laughs> know um, so yeah. Kim's top top of his list. Yeah, that that definitely seems like uh, his his sort of thing. You have uh, Amazonian lady beating the shit out of a Asian lady. That I believe that's ninety five percent of his browser history right there. Death by Snoo Snoo. Yeah, yeah. Hey, all for it. <laughs> Dog is a lucky man. Um, yeah, he is. And the main event, that's what everyone's really talking about today. Johnny Impact is defending the Impact title uh, against Brian Cage, the effing machine himself. Led Storm was special guest ref on that. Yep. Uh, And uh, they were having a really great match up until uh, about three quarters of the way through where they did a Spanish fly off of the aforementioned ramp onto the floor. Yeah. And that fucked up Brian Cage's back. Something fierce. Finish the match. Kind of an ugly finish, even ran a post-match angle, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cage is your new Impact champion, but was rushed to the emergency room shortly after the show. Uh, apparently, uh, massive bruising and uh, muscle issues with his back, possibly even a, a fracture. fracture. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. Oh, that's a, that's a real bummer. Uh, yeah. Big fan yeah. of Cage and, you know, them giving him the opportunity to be the top guy in the company, uh, you know, especially winning it off a guy as established as John Morrison, Mundo impact, wherever the fuck he is. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's big for him. I, I hope it's not as serious as some things are saying that they are, but then the post-match uh, angle, big Mike Elgin debuted. In yeah. Which was really out of fucking left field for most yeah. people. Yeah. I, I did not anticipate uh, Big Mike popping up anywhere but New Japan. I, I he's kind of had a scarlet letter on him since 
and look, I don't know enough about it to report it accurately. All I will say is look up Michael Elgin and controversy on Google. Just some alleged scumbaggery. Let's just yeah, yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, there's some alleged scumbaggery. There's some weirdly self-admitted scumbaggery. Right. There's a lot of weird shit going on in that. Yeah. Um, so he's been kind of cast out in professional wrestling in the yeah. States for the past year, year plus uh, he left new Japan at the end of March. And now uh, with impact basically based in his backyard, it uh, looks like he's going straight to the top. He's not a bad guy in the ring by any means, no, um, no. Uh, but I can also think of since he really grew to prominence and ROH and that sort of thing, at least half a dozen other guys, including the aforementioned Brian cage, who are basically the big muscly hoss. Mm-hmm. who are as good, if not better than him. So it, it kind of feels like almost they're a little behind the curve in bringing him into impact. Yeah. Well, um, he's probably tied up with, with new Japan. Sure. Sure. Uh, on the whole, there's potential there. There's upside there. Yeah. There could be some um, good matches there. It's just, you know, you don't know what kind of baggage he's bringing into that locker room with him. Right. Right. And, you know, we've been very vocal about, uh, other people in the world of professional wrestling with their baggage and who should or shouldn't be brought into locker rooms, yeah. uh, including those who are continuing to cut promos that I don't know if they're works or the shoots. I just know they suck. Uh, I don't know if Elgin's really the right name they need, but right now impacts just trying to get some momentum going. Right. And, and their product's better than it's been in a very, very long time. I think they're just really hamstrung by, as we were talking about, uh, I think it was just in last week's episode, that TNA and Impact as a brand has so much negative history that they could have the greatest show of wrestling going today. And and there are people who think they do on a week-in, week-out basis. They think it's the best weekly show going. They're still Impact. And yeah. that's still going to hurt him. I don't know if Michael Elgin is the magic bullet or if it's going to be some lineup of a bunch of different people. I wish them the best because they're definitely doing better on what they're putting on television. Than they have in a long time, but I, I don't know at what point you just kind of go, all right, we need a fresh start, new name, new yeah. everything. I mean, look, they've got three or four of my favorite wrestlers going right now on their roster and I don't even want yeah. to show. So <laughs> yeah, that's, pretty much uh par for the course for him to be fair there only seem to be dozens of people that are watching that show and you know i don't have cable and i you know i guess it's on twitch i could watch it at any time i just yeah and they just announced that they're relaunching their streaming service um i I think may 1st is when it's going to relaunch it's no longer global wrestling network it's going to be called like impact live or something like that uh but I, again, I, I don't know if they have a product that people want to pay a monthly subscription for. I, I know that last night the pay-per-view was $40 on fight and everyone was like, get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't really highlights know. from Larietto. Yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> he, he takes good care of us. Yeah. 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 Um, also in the world of professional wrestling, Chris, did you see, uh, that the Lucha Underground fallout continues with three more names suing them this week. I did not see that. Who? Yeah. Lucha Central was reporting it. I think it was earlier today. Um, Jeff Cobb, Famous B and Sonny Kiss are oh. trying to get their, um, their release from the promotion officially. Cobb's interesting because like 
he was killed off. I, yeah. I didn't realize he still had a contract that was holding him back because I figure he's a ring of honor. He must be fine. Right. Um, but yes, uh, Sonny B. With AW, so that's interesting as well to see that he was still under the, uh, under the contract there. Famous B, yeah. you know, haven't heard much from him since, mm-hmm. uh, since the Lucha days. Um, so, you know, that makes a bit of sense. The guy's very talented, um, yeah. <clears throat> especially as a talker. So I feel like he definitely has some upside that's probably being, uh, being, being, uh, held captive in these terrible, terrible contracts. I've, I've, I've accepted the fact that the Lucha Underground is done. Yeah. Uh, undoubtedly. And there's actually a fourth name that may be added to this process is Willie Mack. Apparently looking to lawyer up now because, uh, AAA was sending legal threats to ring of honor and the NWA this weekend for using him. So yeah, not really a good look for Lucha Underground or AAA at this point. Just release everybody and call it a day, man. Like it, yeah. it, it kills me literally to to say that, but you know, at this point, it's for the for the greater good of the business to let these guys go out there, make their yeah. make their names, make their money, um, and not just hold them hostage, hoping out that you're going to get some funding. Because you know, I just, I, it's it's done. It's you know what you had your you had your four seasons, you didn't get to finish. It's a bummer. I'm fucking super bummed about it. So I wanted to see how the story was going to play out, but. You know, it, it's over. You know, maybe somewhere down the line, eight years later, uh, we get what Deadwood's happening, and if the band comes back together to to wrap up the storyline in a movie, um, not really foreseeing that uh, happening at this point. But yeah. you know, it's just uh, tear the sets down. Well, they're already teared down. It's been over a year since they taped. Oh, but, but at the same time, they could just find another warehouse in the slums and just call it a day. True. It's true. <laughs> but I. Yeah. I Chris, I can see it now. A very special movie. Bengala come home. Just the Lucha <laughs> Underground story. Just pull it all together. The journey of one derpy cat trying to get his way home at some random warehouse and the slums of Los Angeles. It's Homeward Bound 4 with Bengala, Drago, and Aerostar. Are <laughs> still going to be dubbed by weird-ass Australians or not? Yeah, of course. Oh, fucking hey, I'm in. Especially Luchasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Bengala. <laughs> that derpy little kitty cat. It's not little at all. I know. I know. <laughs> Same way I say my cat, my little boy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I think oh, that's we're still going. Yeah, we're still going. I think oh, okay. that's that's all <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, hey, if if you want to cut this early, you cut this early. You're welcome, <laughs> video people. Uh but hey, uh, we have a Patreon. We talk about the big nerdy share of the week. Please join it. Please join us. Yeah. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. 
Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. The WWE Network, $9.99 with a six-month commitment, is committed to you. Not just original WWE, ECW, and WCW programming, but original feature films based off of super popular franchises. That's right, we're giving you Stingblade. Mm-hmm, hiding in the rafters. Mm-hmm, doing You got face paint on. Black trench coat, scorpion upon chest, face paint. What will the slow country fella do next against the authority? I just hang around in the roof a little bit. Have potted meat and crackers, hootie crackers. I might fall. This isn't the same one you guys use for Owen, is it? Sting, WWE Legends contract signee, returns triumphantly for an original WWE production. Stingblade on the WWE Network. Y'all not do that, that boy. Mm. Gender's in fire. Good. Good guy. Drew McIntyre. JTG, I agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Vicky got it. I miss Vicky's ass. We got a big butt. I want to bite her butt. Stingblade on the WWE Network. Available eventually. Mm-hmm. We're running out of money.